The IRSD Spotlight is going on location for this episode. I'm Dave Mall, and a few days ago I visited the Selbyville Public Library to find out about a unique partnership that is making social workers available to Indian River School District residents. Every Thursday, a social worker from the Delaware Health and Social Services Division will be on site at the Selbyville Public Library and Frankfurt Public Library to assist community members in obtaining a variety of benefits and services. I had the opportunity to sit down with Kelly Klein, director of the Selbyville Public Library, and Dorian Baker, a senior social worker and case manager for the Division of Social Services, to discuss this worthwhile program. In a moment, I'll play my conversation with Kelly and Dorian. This is the IRSD Spotlight. Welcome back. I'm here with Kelly Klein, director of the Selbyville Library. Kelly, welcome. Thank you, Dave. Also here is Dorian Baker, a senior social worker and case manager for the Division of Social Services. Welcome, Dorian. Thank you. Kelly, let's start with you. Um, how did this program and this partnership come about with having the social worker at the library? This is part of a statewide initiative. It's a partnership between the Department of Health and Social Services and Delaware Libraries. Um, whenever library directors would get together we would always say what we really need in order to serve our communities are social workers we are asked very frequently to dabble in social work um, with just a variety of questions that we get from our patrons and um, some of these things we just we weren't able to answer we weren't we weren't able to help um, so this came about it's it's a need in our community and then we express that need to um, the Delaware Division of Libraries and they worked with DHSS to get this partnership going. Well that was actually my next question. So you have seen just for through your work here at the library, you've seen a pretty strong need for this in the community um, just from your experience. Yes. Yeah. It's, um, it's wide ranging, it's um, people just really have a variety of needs and um, they were asking us questions about how to address some of their needs. Uh, Dorian, let's shoot over to you now. Um, can you give us just a basic overview of the services that you provide here at the library? Okay, well a basic overview is for clients that um, need to apply for medical assistance, uh, food benefits, cash assistance, as well as purchase of care. In addition to um, we also provide resources for clients that are looking for um, emergency housing, shelter, um, electricity bills paid, different things of that nature, as well as also assisting with resume, job searches, um, pretty much just answering a lot of questions and, and trying to be um, that middle person for the clients um, that can't get to our state service centers. That was my next question actually mm -hmm. why is it important to provide these kind of services in this type of setting right in the right in the town library well within the town libraries um, and obviously every town is different but the clients feel that this is a safe haven for them they feel more comfortable coming to the libraries they already do um, when they sometimes have to 
figure out a way to get to a state service center. One, that's already a barrier for them. And then two, once they get there, sometimes there is a wait time and that's an additional barrier. There are times when they have to bring their children with them. So then now that's another barrier. And sometimes when you're dealing with clients that you know have either PTSD or different things of that nature and they're sitting in a small confinement area, that's another barrier. So the clients feel comfortable when they come to the library and they can either just ask a series of questions um, and or apply for their benefits while they're here. So it's just a, uh, I guess, an easier kind of environment, a little less threatening. And absolutely, kind of thing. Yeah. absolutely. Now, looking at the list of services that you provide here, um, what is Assist? I noticed that was on the on the flyer. What exactly is that? Yeah. What Assist is? It's the actual online portal tool where clients can apply for benefits online. Um, however, they do come across situations where there's questions, and what we do is we'll guide them through those questions, applying for the benefits online. We'll also conduct the interviews here because, of course, with food benefits, cash assistance, and child care assistance, there is an interview that would be needed for the client. And that will be so, done here? Yes. Oh, wow. So instead of the client um, having to wait for a phone call from social services, while we're here, we can conduct those interviews and then we submit all the information and now the application just gets processed and the benefits get confirmed and the eligibility will now be determined. I also notice on the list, child care and nursing care. Can you talk a little bit about how that would work if someone would need would come in and need those services? How What process would that follow? Well, with the child care, um, for, and, and there's been a misconception with child care assistance. Um, some people think that because they may have just started working, um, that they're not eligible for child care um, because you do need to provide pay stubs um, to obviously determine the eligibility for the child care. But when you just receive the new job, as long as the employer can complete our documentation, basically starting stating what your begin date is going to be, um, the projected hours, your projected wage amount. That is a documentation that can actually allow a client to start receiving purchase of care that following day. Okay, um, We do understand, you know, yes, people do need the purchase of care and our goal is to assist them in any way that we can help them. Um, now with nursing care, depending on the situation, I mean, there's obviously long-term care. So that's a lengthier process. However, what we can do here is we start that process and then we would obviously have those documentations go to our, our specific departments, which is um, DMMA, which is our Delaware Medicaid. Mm -hmm. um, can you also talk a little bit about um, the referral system that you have? Because uh, you guys have a lot of partner agencies that can help with different services. Can you just talk a little bit about how that process works when you would need to refer somebody or maybe give us an example or something? Sure. Um, when we're dealing with clients and, you know, we try to fact find what their, what their concerns or issues are. Um, for an example, when it comes down to um, emergency assistance for electricity bill, we automatically will start with State Service Center and then the next thing would be First State Community Action, which is one of our partners. Um, and then there's also Catholic Charities, who's also one of our community partners. Now, if a client has exhausted all of those avenues, depending on what their financial situation is or what their hardship is, then the next thing is we'll go through our specific community partners based off of um, their criterias. Um, and then also depending on the location for the client as well. So we'll fact find a couple of different things for them. We'll sit on the phone with our partners. We'll try to find the best avenue for them so we can set that appointment up and guide that client um, specifically with that partner. It sounds like just from 
listening to you talk about this, it sounds like there's a lot of help out there through you guys, through these partner agencies. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think sometimes people may may or may not know or, or maybe feel a little bit helpless, but it sounds like there's a lot of resources out there. To Absolutely. People. There's a ton of resources out here. Um, the one thing, and again, sometimes when a client goes to State Service Center, again, they're feeling, they're, they're feeling as if it's going to be a challenge because they're embarrassed. Um, they feel like that they're going to be targeted. They feel like they're going to be looked at differently. And when they come here, you know, into the libraries and we're sitting down and they actually can see, wow, you have 20 different resources for me. There's no way I ever would have thought that was even possible. But because those relationships that we've built with our community partners within the organization, you know, we have sat down with our clients and actually tried to line them up with with them specifically, even if we're giving them three or four different avenues to, to follow, um, again, everyone's situation is different. So there are there are no two similar situations, but we have our resources broken down by either housing, you know, electrical, electricity, um, you know, even job searches, um, you know, different things of that nature. You know, housing obviously is number one, um, but there are clients that are homeless and they're still receiving income, but they're not receiving the certain type of income that are through the guidelines for a state service center. So because of that, now we take that extra step and say through these partners here, um, there's low income housing you'd be eligible for. Now let's start calling these um, complexes. Now let's take a look at the application. Clients will come in and say, hey, I need help filling out my application for low income housing. We've sat down and we've assisted them. We've reached out to certain um, complexes depending on their wait time. When you are an individual without any children, um, obviously your wait time is going to be longer than a family that does have children. So we run into more of those situations where some clients just feel like they're lost. They don't know what to do. But when we sit down and just explain it to them and say, here, this is where these are the steps that we need to take. Um, let's move forward. Let's do this one on one interaction so we can get you into a better situation. Does it happen overnight? Absolutely not. And I'm always a realist with my client. Um, the stories that they come in with, you know, I feel for them, but at the end of the day, our goal is to try to get you into a different situation, a better situation, and to be able to provide those resources for you. Um, so what would an Indian River School District resident need to do to take advantage of these services? Is it just a matter of coming here on Thursday between uh, 10 o'clock and 1245? Is, that, is, that, is it that easy? It's that easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's that easy. Um, now, Kelly, if somebody has needs more information about this, do they should they just contact the library? Is there a certain contact person that can provide more information? Sure, they can contact the library, and mm -hmm. um, I can talk to anyone about this. And mm -hmm. certainly, staff members should be able to talk about this too. Um, and just showing up uh, on a Thursday between ten and twelve forty-five, they can ask Dorian directly. Yeah. <laughs> so. mm -hmm. um, and let's let's give those times again. So uh, you'll be at the Selbyville Library every Thursday from ten a.m. to twelve forty-five p.m. And our listeners should also know that you will be at the Frankfurt Library on the same day every Thursday from. 1.30 to 3.30 p.m., is that correct? That is correct. That's great. That is correct. Okay. Now, um, before we move on, Kelly, I did. I wanted to ask you also, because this is just one of many services that you provide within to residents of the Indian River School District, particularly here in Selbyville and the surrounding areas. Can you just give us uh, an overview of some of the other services that you provide for you know our school district's uh, students and families and that kind of thing? 
Well, we, um, of course, we have our basic library services with um, books and ebooks, and uh, we have free Wi Fi and also um, public computer use. Um, but we also have really great programming, and um, we really invest a lot in our programming for people of all ages. In March, we have Youth Art Month, and that is a really great time to come to the Selbyville Library. There's artwork all over the building um, from students in the in the Selbyville area um, from grades K through 12 and the Selbyville Community Club collects and curates this artwork and um, it's really phenomenal to see the artwork. It's a it's it's seeing how the children in our area view their lives in, in our community. It's a really great peek into their minds. Um, we will also have a lot of artistic programming to back up the Youth Art Month. So if you're not being displayed in the in the art show, then you still have an opportunity to come to the library and make some really fun artwork. Um, we also have some wellness opportunities in April. Um, on April 12th, Delaware Breast Cancer Coalition will be bringing their mobile unit um, and also we will have a social worker on site during that time. So that's a, a Thursday when we have Dorian or one of her colleagues. So you'll be able to um, have an examination and um, if you would like you can pop in and chat with a social worker. And then on April 19th we'll be focusing on your financial wellness. Wisfus Bank will be here and um, also Dorian or a colleague will be here beforehand so if you have any questions you can chat with them. We also have a really terrific Easter egg hunt that's coming up on March 24th. This is 8,000 eggs, 8, I think. 8,000 eggs, probably more than that, um, but this is a community effort by several organizations and churches within the community. Um, we all get together and we put on this really great event. Um, and there will be fire truck rides and a bounce house and um, we're putting up a tech table. There will be really fun crafts and face painting and all sorts of activities to go along with the egg hunt. So um, I strongly recommend attending. It is going to be very fun. Now that'll actually be at the Selbyville Fire Hall, correct? Yes, correct. Yeah, that's great. Okay, now where can can people go if they need more information? They can call us at 302-436-8195 or they can visit our website at www.selbyvillelibrary.org and it is on the event calendar. That is wonderful. That's terrific. Well, I want to thank you both for joining me today and Kelly, thank you. Thank you, Dave. Dorian, thank you very much for taking the time to share, talk to us about these services. Thank you very much, Dave. All right. IRSD Spotlight is produced by the Indian River School District. Episodes can be accessed through iTunes or by visiting irsd.net and going to the podcast link under the Discover IRSD tab. It is also available through several mobile podcast apps. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back soon with more great news and information from the Indian River School District. Until then, remember that Indian River truly is a model of excellence.